Please be aware, the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and yes, in some cases, offensive. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. You know what? There's adult content ahead, and you have been warned. Welcome, heathens. Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the weird, wonderful, unexplained, eerie, scary, and downright unbelievable. There will be tales of ghosts, murder, supernatural beings, and unexplained mysteries. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, relax, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, well, we're still trying to make the most of this holiday season. So, with that said, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation, well, it's yours. So, choose your poison accordingly. And, for the record, absolutely no eggnog, because that crap is gross. There it is, I've said it, so move on. Alright, now for the game part. How about every time I say, festival, that will be a single shot. And every time I say, Rome, that's going to be a double shot. I know you're scratching your heads. I love doing that to you guys. Alright, now that we've got the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's dark enigma and we're going to be celebrating the december festival of joy and merriment from ancient rome that's right my darlings we're talking saturnalia all right my darling heathens we are going to be exploring saturnalia that badass ancient roman precursor to christmas so let's start at the beginning with what the hell is saturnalia anyways yeah that's always a good place to start all right Saturnalia was basically like the best holiday party that you've ever been to times a million. It was actually kind of similar to, well, the purge, except instead of everyone going nuts and murdering each other, well, they abandoned social order to drink and make merry. Sounds like kind of party. <laughs> Originally, this celebration was held annually for a day on the 17th of December, but the festival was so popular that it was eventually extended to a week for December 17th to the 23rd. Despite efforts to reduce the length of the celebration by Emperor Augustus, who tried to reduce it to three days, while Caligula, surprisingly, attempted to cut it to five days. Those bastards should have known better, right? But the celebration of Saturnalia remained a week-long event. Hallelujah, right? This was a period when the Romans indulged in excessive joy and merriment. As Sir James Fraser puts it in his work, The Golden Bough, it was a time, I quote, when the darker passions find a vent which would never be allowed them in the more staid and sober course of ordinary life, end quote. And while we don't necessarily celebrate Christmas with wine-induced orgies, we have carried over a lot of Saturnalia's traditions into modern day. Okay, I'm going to wonder why didn't we keep the wine-induced orgies? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. I'll find out. The Roman poet Catullus 
described Saturnalia as the best of times. He didn't even have to offer a caveat like the Christmas-obsessed Charles Dickens did in Great Expectations. That's right. It's not the worst of times. It's just the best of times. Because Saturnalia was just straight-up awesome. Saturnalia was celebrated in commemoration of the legendary Golden Age, a time in the past, as Fraser wrote, and I quote, The earth brought forth abundantly. No sound of war or discord troubled the happy world. No baleful love of lucre worked like poison in the blood of the industrious and contented peasantry. Slavery and private property were alike unknown. All men had all things in common. End quote. Isn't that a lovely thought? Everybody was equal and everybody was happy. The Romans believed that during this golden age, Italy was ruled by the god Saturn, the Roman equivalent of the Greek Cronus. Saturn reigned as a righteous and benevolent king and taught the inhabitants of Italy agriculture while giving them some laws. After the god vanished suddenly, his memory was kept by the people. One of the ways this was accomplished was through the celebration of, you guessed it, Saturnalia. Saturnalia was designated as a holy day in the Roman calendar, hence religious rites would have been performed. For instance, sacrifices to Saturn would be performed according to the Greek ritual, with the head uncovered. Another ritual performed during Saturnalia was the loosening of the woolen bonds which fettered the feet of the ivory cult statue in the temple of Saturn. This was meant to symbolize the liberation of the god. I don't know about you, but it sounds like they were taking his clothes off. Yep, that's what it sounds like. In addition to being a holy day, Saturnalia was also a day of feasting and celebration. Okay, so naked eating and partying. Sounds like my plans. That's what I'm doing for Christmas. After the religious rites were completed, people would partake in a public banquet. Ah, there you go. Public nudity, feasting, and celebration. There we are. There was also a lectisternium, a banquet in which an effigy of Saturn was actually a guest, as though the god himself was in attendance. And according to the historian Livy, this practice was introduced roughly about 217 BC. And I quote, A lectisternium was ordered, the senators prepared the couch, and a public banquet. For a day and a night, the cry of the Saturnalia resounded through the city, and the people were ordered to make that day a festival and observe it as such forever. End quote. Well, sounds like a lot of fun to me. Hopefully it does to you too. So let's take a look at five big facts about this badass ancient Roman precursor to Christmas, Saturnalia. Number one, and I know you guys are going to love this one because I loved it too. Number one, work stopped for an entire week. That's right. Rock on. Woohoo. You're off for a whole week. Saturnalia came from humble beginnings. It started as a farming ritual where farmers would offer gifts and sacrifices to the gods in celebration of the winter solstice and the winter planting season. Those early rituals morphed into a holiday with a real name, Saturnalia, which honored Saturn, the Roman god of agriculture, who, like all benevolent deities, demanded his worshippers honor him with slaughtered lambs and gifts. 
Initially, Saturnalia celebrations were just one day long, but as more and more people started to celebrate, the holiday grew and grew until it became a week-long festival by the time of the late Roman Republic. There isn't a concrete explanation for why Saturnalia grew from one day to one week, but, you know, I'd like to think that it was because people simply realized that a party that lasts a whole week is at least, well, seven times more awesome than a par- party that lasts for only one day. And, you know, if you're going to get time off, who wants one day when you can have seven, right? And they figured it out because nobody worked during Saturnalia. Courts and schools were closed business dealings came to a halt. People spent their time gambling, feasting, hanging out, and giving super cool gifts. Try telling your boss this year that you want to celebrate Saturnalia. Maybe you'll get a whole week off instead of just a day or two for Christmas, because that would be awesome. But just remember, it's not my fault if your boss looks at you like you're kind of crazy, because, you know, we lost that. I don't know why, but we should bring it back. All right, the second reason... Saturnalia was basically the original Boxing Day. And I know for all of the Americans listening, we don't know what Boxing Day is, but listen to our European counterparts because they know. It's another December holiday, Boxing Day, which traces its roots to Saturnalia. For those of us that are not from the UK and, you know, didn't look it up after reading about it on Harry Potter... Boxing Day is a holiday celebrated the day after Christmas. Traditionally, on Boxing Day, servants received Christmas presents or a service from their owners or masters. Similarly, during Saturnalia, all social rules went out the window as well. This meant that slaves got the chance to participate in the festivities and even received gifts from their masters or sat at the head of the dinner table while their masters served them. Unlike other Roman holidays, which were mainly celebrated by the upper classes only, Saturnalia was truly a holiday for everybody. I like that thought. You know, the lower class gets to be served by the upper class, and the upper class gets to walk a mile in their shoes. I like that. All right. The number three reason we love Saturnalia. Each household elected a head mischief maker for the week. And yes, I'm pretty sure I'm going to win that for every household because I'm awesome at it. The best part of Saturnalia is definitely the fact that many households would choose a mock king, if you will, who got to lord it over the rest of the house for the week, called the Saturnalicalius Princeps, or the leader of Saturnalia, or the lord of Misrule. This person's only job was to, well, make mischief during the week, or as I like to call it, the best job ever. Ever. <laughs> a good Saturnalius princeps would do the following insult the guests, hello, I'm loving it already, wear crazy clothing. Did you really want to know where the ugly sweater contest came from? Hello. You get to chase people around the house, you get to plan scandalous party entertainment, again, naked drinking and eating. Anyways, the Saturnalius princeps was chosen by fate. A small coin would be hidden inside a cake served at the beginning of the festivities. Whoever found the object in the, in the cake would become the king of Saturnalia and more than likely lose a tooth in the process. Now, if you're from Louisiana or New Orleans, that sounds familiar. Or if you've spent a lot of time on Bourbon Street like I do, this sounds really familiar. 
the tradition of hiding coins in pastries would eventually evolve into the kind of weird Mardi Gras custom of hiding tiny plastic baby figurines inside king cakes. And you guys wondered where this went to. Now you know. All right. Number four, Saturnalia feasts were out of control. That's right. Think of the most out-of-control holiday party that you've ever been to and then multiply it by 10. Like all the hangover movies all together multiplied by 10. You might just approach the level of epicness that happened at Saturnalia. Saturnalia was actually seven straight days of debauchery. That's right. Like I said earlier, each household had a Saturnalicalius princip to create chaos inside the home. Then there were the public feasts and celebrations that everybody went to. People would stay out late into the night drinking and partying with their friends. And according to legend, the Roman author and notorious buzzkill Pliny the Elder had to build a soundproof wall in his house just so he could keep working during Saturnalia. And you know what? I suspect he was probably just jealous because he never got invited to any of the cool parties. I'm pretty sure that's what the problem was. All right. Last but not least, the greatest thing about Saturnalia, Santa got his catchphrase from Saturnalia. I know you guys are going, what? No, it's true. The traditional greeting on Saturnalia was Io Saturnalia. People would run through the streets calling Io, Io, Io. My favorite, if unproven, theory suggests that Mr. Claus himself starting saying ho, ho, ho based on the ancient Roman greeting of Io, Io, Io. Mm hmm, sounds kind of close. Another important aspect of the Saturnalia Festival was the temporary inversion of the social order. For example, slaves would be treated as equals in remembrance of the Golden Age when slavery was not known. Thus, slaves were allowed to wear nice clothes, to sit at the head of the table, to gamble, and basically have time off. Additionally, the king of misrule was selected in each household on this day, and slaves were eligible as well. So you can imagine how cool would it be if you were a slave all year long and you got to be the king of misrule. Because you would have temporary authority to command the male head of the family, the paterfamilias, to do your bidding. Now... One Saturnalia practice which bears an uncanny resemblance to a current Christmas tradition is the giving of gifts. The last day of the festival, December 23rd, was known as the Sigillaria, which means the Day of Little Figurines. Traditionally, people gave each other simple figurines made of wood, terracotta, or wax. The symbolism of these figurines, however, is unclear even to the ancient Romans. One interpretation suggests that these figurines were substitutes for the sacrificial victims once demanded by the cult of Saturn, whilst another has suggested that they were purely secular gifts. Over time, other gifts were also given, including, according to the poet Marshall, writing tablets, toothpicks, and an assortment of foods. Although I'll point out that it's interesting that we started with these figurines because we decided in our current tradition to take the figurines that you're given and to put them on the tree as an ornament. In short, Saturnalia was an extremely joyous celebration. Nevertheless, like all festivities, there were those who were not too fond of the merrymaking. 
whilst the Victorians had the fictional character of Ebenezer Scrooge, the ancient Romans had Pliny, who wrote, and I quote, When I retire to this garden summer house, I fancy myself a hundred miles away from my villa, and take a special pleasure in it at the feast of the Saturnalia, when by the license of that festive season, every other part of my house resounds with my servants' mirth. Thus I neither interrupt their amusement, nor they my studies. What a big poo, right? Eventually, in 312 A.D., the Roman Emperor Constantine, the first Christian emperor, started the shift from Saturnalia to Christmas. Slowly but surely, the Romans and their successor replaced Saturn with Jesus, a week of debauchery with a day of prayers, and, well, booze with the crappy eggnog, until we arrived at the modern celebration of Christmas as we know it today. So, now that you know where some of our modern-day celebrations come from, Lift a glass of the dreaded eggnog and celebrate Saturnalia, my fellow Romans. Hear ye, I-O, 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 Saturnalia. And with that, my darlings, we've come to the end of our episode. And I thank you for joining me here today. And I hope that you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have suggestions for future shows or just want to tell me what you think, drop me a line because I do reply to all emails. Hell, it's a whole week of debauchery. Send me an email. Send me some booze. (laughs) On that note, that's all the time I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio and don't forget to tune in next time, my heathens. See you next time. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.